students and people who are getting into design, they need to understand there's a market, there's a B2C market, there's a B2B market. Yeah. The UX is slightly different for these markets because each has a different approach. The output that goes in, like B2C is for anyone and everyone who has a digital device. It can yeah. reach you, develop accordingly. So B2C is that. B2B is more not for just users it's a role driven because it's a very specific you know you create like very specific yeah. tools you create like very specific platforms which help someone in the business uh now i want to get a little bit deeper into it and talk about the different stages that we take up or different things that we do in user experience right? i i would first tell people before we get into hmm. right now in the market like for the new designers on it they feel like ux ui is yeah. a one thing right mm -hmm. i would say it's not one thing it's two sides of the same coin one can't exist without the other right but we have to be very critical about you know ux is very logical process mm. driven and you know it's a lot of decision making like yes ui also has a lot of decision making but ui is more visual tangible right and there are so many branches that we come across we will discuss about that in later but yeah when we talk about ux right the whole term user experience is based on human computer interaction hci this was yeah. something that was coined in i think somewhere 1980s yeah. if i correct hci yeah. term yeah. right human i think way before that yeah way before yeah i think a little uh, before that yeah when the computers were interacting yeah. like yeah there was something in the industry called hmi which is HMI, human, yeah. human machine interaction yeah. was always there yeah <laughs> right yeah. and when computers came in like i remember like there's a fun fact that I always, yeah, you know, like when computers were invented somewhere around 1930s, if mm. my dates would be wrong, mm. but they used to be like these huge structures. Yeah. There was nothing digital about it. You need to literally like take a, they had this, I think board or something where you could code and you need to put it in the machine will process. And at that point of time, one day someone put that board and there was an error that came out when they tried to check the board like the machine the error was because of a living bug and that's why we call things in the system as a bug bug yeah <laughs> that's this yeah, like yeah. it was literally yeah. a bug that caused an error <laughs> true 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 i i've read this story i've read yeah. this uh yeah and it's it's interesting how things get turned. Right? Like similarly, if you say like, I think we come from a generation who has seen a floppy disk. Yeah. I don't think so. Today's generation, if you show a floppy have... disk, it's the same icon. That's the typical yeah, story. Exactly. Uh, and I mean, it was, I think it could only uh, store some KBs, the floppy disk, or a few MBs, I think. I think the maximum I've seen is 8 MB. 8 MB, yeah. yeah. Not more than 10 MB uh, also. Yeah, Not more than 10 MB. 10 MB was, I think, much later that came in like a highway. Yeah. And 
presentation. Hmm. UX is like their personality and their character. Right. Just because someone looks good hmm. doesn't mean like if they have a bad personality, you might hmm. not want to stay with them for a long time. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> right? Like that's absolutely true. In the case of products as well. Yeah. Right. And and when we jump into like the UX part, we need to first understand whom are we going to design for. Mm. first of all students and people who are getting into design they need to understand there's a market there's a b2c market there's a b2b market yeah the ux is slightly different for these markets because each has a different approach the output that goes in like b2c is for anyone and everyone who has a digital device it can yeah. reach you develop accordingly so b2c is that b2b is more not for just users it's a role driven because it's a very specific you know you create like very specific yeah. tools you create like very specific platforms which help someone in the business yeah right and that's where this whole comes in so one of the main things for a ux to start in before we even get into heuristics and the whole analysis first we need to understand who is our user right second is what is our product what are we offering what is our usp right what is our business requirement what so second pillar you are on mute sorry <laughs> let's also define usp for just for the listeners yeah so right. usp is a you know fairly like a marketing term we call unique yeah. selling point yeah so that means that you know out of hundreds and thousands of applications which have similar things as what you do. What is mm. that one unique thing that none of them do? And that is your selling point, right? So USP is that. Right. So, you know, typically when people learn UX, they see that, okay, you know, okay, we just need to understand our users. Mm. But when you get into industry, you actually face the reality that user is one of the pillars. Second pillar is your business and the product. Yeah. And the third so pillar important. is the domain itself. In what domain are you working on? And I like giving this example is you have Uber, you have Ola, you have Rapido, you have Redbus, you have uh, Porter. All these apps, technically they come under transportation domain. Yeah. But each of them have a different USP. Yeah. Like Ola, Rapido, and uh, Uber still in a similar space, but uh, Porter. Porter, yeah. 
in transportation of things like it gets you a truck yeah or you know small transportation vehicles of things and materials you can deliver red bus is literally like a travel booking yeah everything is under travel but the domain like the whole domain is travel but sub domain where it is focused on what is its target market how does that market function it's very important to understand that so when we look uh, when you know when people jump into doing ux we first tell them hey you know take a pause and first try to become subject matter expert mm. because that's what industry expects you mm. see someone some, a business who's pouring a good amount of money to get their design done they won't come to a fresher and say hey you know what you design whatever you know no they always will go to an expert whom they know that okay their work is tried tested and proven right mm. and as a designer you need to gain that expertise in a short time it's not like yeah. you need to know like everything in and out but you mm. need to know the core concepts the core idea of what business want what is the whole domain about and what is my user looking at right right what is the offering and see it all depends on the types of agencies now that we are on topic of b2c and b2b yeah you also need to consider that there are design agencies who work with multiple clients and multiple domains and then there are product companies who yeah. have their own product in the market and they have the team and the approach the designers have in both is still like based on the same principles but it's very different the processes are very different because mm. in design agency you get a lot of variety but your projects might be for a shorter time yeah right and in a product you get to work on a you know smaller aspect of a large project in some section or some team you would be but you can experience the whole life cycle of whatever you have designed let's let's have designing. a let's have a small example of a product so let's say i would take like uber as an example hmm. right so when you understand like uber is a product like uber doesn't own any cars right uber is technically a bridge between a customer who wants to go somewhere a driver who has a car and mm. who wants to earn money so uber links them right right it's a bridge right and that's where you know they have the main feature that their core feature is where are you and where do you want to go that's mm. why when you open uber app there's nothing else first yeah. thing you see is hey you know this is where you are because it automatically tracks your location but well, that's how Uber has evolved. If you study yeah. Uber's history, the features are much different. It's different, yeah. <laughs> it, why would someone open open Uber? First of all, that's the human aspect of thing we need to understand is mm. no one is going to open Uber and like sitting at home eating popcorn. They just Uber check, open Uber and check. Okay, what is it today? <laughs> it's not that kind of app, right? It's not. right. <laughs> Anyone who opens Uber or Ola is opening it with the intention. Yeah. Right. So the reason like, you know, Uber and all like the whole offers and all work is they want you to come back to the application. Yeah. 
to their core functionality, right? And that's where you need to understand is what is the core functionality your product has? Yeah. So when we talk about heuristics and analysis, this is the part we need to understand. Mm. What are we analyzing? Whom are we analyzing for? And one of the key things that I, when I speak to people, you know, uh, all these designers, they come in, something they miss on is that, hey, you know, we have read that, you know, you need to have empathy, you need to be, understand the user. Mm. But we also need to understand that human as we are, we all come with a predefined perspective that are called biases. Biases, yeah. It's it's all natural because it all depends on the way you have been brought up, the environment you have lived in, the experience mm. you have had. And no single person has the same experience, mm. right? It's all defined by that, right? And if you look at, you know, let's say, takes let's continue with the example of Uber. For you and for us, like Uber is very easy to use. Yeah. Because, well, for us, when we were growing up, for us, technology was evolving, mm. right? From a black and white TV to a color TV, then, you know, getting that small Nokia phone, Reliance coming into industry and yeah. revolutionizing. Yeah. And we've been around that technology, right? Our parents were in an era like where it's post-independence, right? It's a lot more post-independence. And they were in an era where for them, having a stable and strong foundation was important. Yeah, That's why I see when people talk about, you know, careers in doctor, engineering or government jobs, you have to understand it's not like, you know, that is something they're forcing upon. It's just the way yeah. they have seen the world. Like exactly. when they were growing up, they saw that all these successful people come from like these backgrounds. Absolutely. Like yeah. You become an engineer. Yeah. You get paid. You become a government servant. Yeah. You have like life set. Yeah. It's a buy. Like you said perspective. It's a bias. It's a mold that comes in. Absolutely. I mean, that is how they grew up. Right. Even I relate to it because I had to do some convincing on my part, my parents, because for them, it was, I also come from a, background where uh, my dad happens to be the only person who was educated who went to college and whoever worked in a company and then my mom uh, she did not even complete schooling right it was and both of them coming from a farming background so it for them what they have seen is like you said is either doctors either engineers either ye, uh, IAS IPS yeah. job groups exam little it's because that were, those were respectable positions back then yeah. and that is how they have you know formed their opinions like you're saying biases right yeah so the I, same way we also have now in this er, in this era we have a uh, lot of biases location lifestyle language music whatever we feed ourselves with somehow forms an opinion we form an opinion we have preferences we have uh, likes dislikes etc etc imagine like in today's age a two-year-old can operate an iphone or touch device exactly. fully exactly <laughs> my my niece i'm living here and my niece is just three years old she just turned three and she can operate iphone she can operate an ipad 
she knows where the pictures are she can understand which icon to click to tap on so that she can go to youtube and to her favorite youtube channel <laughs> and to her favorite video yep. so, you know what i'll just share one example i said this is the last time you're watching this video and we are done i'm taking the phone okay last week i said this to her she said okay and the moment the seek bar comes to the end of it she'll just drag it to the first to the beginning <laughs> and i feel like i cannot even imagine doing that just the thought of it like but see that's the fun part about kids right yeah kids don't have biases because they are like they are still you know learning they yeah. are exploring yeah that's where like that when people say you know have a kids mentality mm. this is what they mean that you know you need to be able to explore you need to be able to experiment and in ux when we talk about analysis heuristic analysis i don't know how many people know but there are like 8 to 10 different kinds of uh, heuristic analytics frameworks yeah. in market <laughs> like there's dieter rams uh, principles then there's uh, nelson norman's like uh, you know the 10 uh, heuristics but all of these heuristics right you can like you can learn a lot of theory you can look at all these things but you need to understand the key point of doing all the analysis is to understand why certain decisions were made Mm. why is a user making this decision mm. right or what is the possibility of the decision that a user would make on this screen or this interface right and right now like see i don't generally like to talk about just screens because the way technology is evolving you don't know how you are going to interact yeah right right now yes we have laptops phones and you know our computers where we can see yeah. but now we have like alexa and google all of these voice mm -hmm. there's nothing to touch there it's all about conversation yeah that's still an interface yeah. right and then we have the ar and which we will discuss later but yeah you know it's very critical for us to understand who is going to use it in what environment they are going to use what are the possibilities of things going wrong and what are the things that can go wrong right right so when you look at all these heuristic principles that are there uh, nelson normans is the most common one i think people refer to right yeah yeah they say that you know people should the one of the first principles is the match between the real life and the digital yeah right the whole reason being if you actually boil down to the core is the mental load that comes mm. on a user yeah and when we talk about mental load it's the capacity to remember it's the capacity to focus which i'll say like you know based on the research capacity of a regular like a american student right now to focus on a one task is only somewhere around 65 seconds oh wow they switch between task like one task in 19 seconds wow an average office going worker has a capacity of focusing on one thing for 3 minutes max wow <laughs> because we have come into such a distracted world because there's so many things like there's email there's other things happening it's as i said right 
the focus and those things it's a system yeah. we live yeah. inside a system yes right and that's where you know our uh, designers need to understand is that you know it's not just uh, one screen you design you yeah. are designing something which is part of a system yeah there's a data there's a set of data that comes in you take that data and you present it in a certain manner that makes sense to the user mm. without making them think too many things mm. right like I'll, I'll give me an example how many phone numbers do you remember at this point of time oh good question i don't even remember the easy ones <laughs> <laughs> I, you, I you, will, yeah. you will remember your max, parents yeah max parents uh, yeah, like yeah siblings, siblings uh two three cousins and two one or two no three four friends that's it not more than that's that. it right like yeah but do you remember in your school days you could remember every classmate's phone number yes the 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 admission numbers the whatever like there were so many things that we used to remember <laughs> Right, like you knew that like, okay, this person is in this classroom with this roll number. Oh wow, Amit, you're making me feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help it. That's, that's just the girls. Like I, I act like Joey sometimes. I'm like why, God, why? <laughs> Beyond thirty, why are you making us grow? <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, very true. Like we used to remember so many things back then. Right, but if you see the way technology developed when the phone books came in, when the mobile app in a way it took that load of you remembering things mm. and it's gone there yeah right now whenever you think of calling someone you go to your phone you press on the icon you search their name or yeah. the recent call and you call you don't even realize that okay there's like there used to be like 100 steps like if you remember the dialer the yeah. circular dialing phone yeah yeah like, I don't know how many times I have hit my hand on that uh, stopper. And right, yeah. Dialing. <laughs> I was like that. But like to dial a phone, phone mm. number, it used to take somewhere around 30 seconds. More than that, if, mm. you know, okay, one, two, depending on. Yeah. If it is like somewhere one comes in, that's the biggest rotation. One <laughs> or zero comes in, that's like the biggest rotation. Yeah. The nine and that. I don't know if people who will be watching this, they are just seen a dialing, but <laughs> I would say you need to check it out. You yeah, need yeah. to check it out because that's how things were, right? It was the way the technology was at that point of time. Mm. It made people work in a certain way. Mm. And now that we are developing, we are just making it efficient. We are reducing the load on people of, you know, you don't need to think about phone numbers. We have it stored mm. for you. You don't need to remember your bank account or password. We have touch. Yeah. Everything is there. Like, I can't tell you like how many times I need to reset my password once, you know, these <laughs> banks have these regulations that every few months <laughs> yeah. they will reset because I won't remember what password <laughs> I have set at that point of time. Yeah. That happens to me too. <laughs> and this is where, you know, when we talk about analysis. This is what we are analyzing. We are analyzing how people think, how people might make a decision. Mm. Right? It's a, there are so many frameworks out there. Mm. You know, you can take any framework and you can work, start working. We don't need to get into the details of framework. Yeah. But what I want to tell you is there's an approach to things. Mm. You need to have a certain mindset mm. to understand 
you are not just going to design a screen you are not just doing a pretty looking thing yeah that is something that a business some person has to courage to put in money yeah. go to the market yeah. right and sell that product and someone has to use it yeah so it's a matter of pride mm. and as well as a huge responsibility as a right. designer whenever right. you design it's a responsibility you are taking mm. like, true now to make it more streamlined the whole conversation i want to uh, ask a question in a way let's say you have a project now every ux project is not same yep. right it's not same but there could be a framework or let's say a process a step by step process that sometimes i do understand that in the when we are working in the industry we do not have time to go through each and every step right sometimes we skip sometimes we say okay we can figure this out while we are doing this because we are running against the time we have deadlines but if we have to say okay this is the process that one could follow that could be applicable to majority of the projects out there and then the deliverable could change according to the brief etc so what would be that process so this i would tell you like i know divam is this whole process because yeah. that's where i've learned and i've yeah. seen other processes as well yeah and more or less i'll tell you it's the baseline is still the same like exactly people like to present like you know the discover define idea <laughs> yes <laughs> right like yes that right. framework is still there right but each company has their own way of executing like right. for us at divami we have this whole thing called discovery process which is a two week long process mm. ideally yeah. and that's where we like we make sure we make client like all the clients like earlier there are still some projects where we sometimes skip on it because well we would have done something in the similar domain earlier and you know we don't need to research on that much right right so we can get started or it's more of few workspace but i would say skipping process is only allowed for experienced people yeah because they have done hundreds of these things they have done hundreds yes. of mistakes they know where things can go wrong yes so they can hmm. as a starter as a you know who's getting into industry it's always necessary to follow process Hmm. True. Right. So, so for us, for uh, the base discovery process, which we say discovery is a two-week long process. In that, the whole idea is, in those two weeks, we will understand the product, we will understand the stakeholders, we will understand the users, we will create like a report for each of the conversation. We will create. We will also understand the competitor. Now, one of the things here. designers need to understand is the competitor analysis for ux is different slightly different than competitor analysis which is done in marketing okay let's talk about it how is it different so when you talk about marketing right marketing is all about how a company is performing in the market right, right? We, let's we'll continue with ola and uber yeah, both right. are in the same market right it's just that who has more share yeah right but we also need to realize in marketing analysis hmm. there are lot many other factors that come into picture there is branding there's uh, you know their whole internal team setup their process your app and all is one of the aspects of it the experience on your app is one of the 
uh, aspects right. which Uber controls or Ola controls, right? That contributes to their overall uh, marking. If it's a you know if it's a good experience, yes, people will use more. If it's a bad experience, people won't use it and they will shift. Right. Right. So competitor analysis at a UX level, we need to understand. Okay, you know who are our direct competitors? Direct competitors being who is like when we step into or when we do this product in the market, whom are we going to go face to face? Right. Right. So what is it that they are doing? Are they a startup? Are they a you know fairly experienced company? Are they a like a pioneer? Right. Because see, like how you. It, I don't know, in the boxing, you know, you have like the lightweight, heavyweight, like, yeah. right? Because each section, each section has their own, uh, how do you say this? Their own strategy, mm. right? Like right now, if someone wants to compete in travel apps, mm. Uber and Ola are the giants who have established themselves. Right. Rapido is up and coming, right. right? Rapido is not as big as you know, and then you have like other smaller companies who are trying to come in, local companies. And it's true at a global level also. But we have to consider that, uh, you know, I think in the Hyderabad, remember just before COVID, there was like this, uh, you could book like bounce and there was like yeah. another, there was another application. I can't uh, remember. Uh, there was one in... Uh... Gurgaon also for last mile. Yeah. Uh, Emobify, I think. Yeah. Like these Something booking. Like yeah. This booking, like you can book your scooty and travel and pay. Yeah. yeah. They were competing at a local level. They can't compete with Uber and Ola at a yeah. global level. The idea is that that eventually when their whole system, their whole project scope is set up. Hmm. But they were competing at a local level. So as as a designer, we also need to understand. Whom are we going to directly compete? If we are competing with someone who's of a similar level, okay, what are they doing? Hmm. From a product perspective, hmm. see, you won't know what is their brand strategy or what is their advertising. Yeah. That's like another aspect. And that is not something that is going to help you in designing your product. But what will help is, okay, what are the features they provide? How do they provide? What are their workflows? Right. What is the way they communicate on their product? Right. This is what we look at. Now you have a, a like fairly new company. You have a medium sized company who's well established in a market mm. and they are growing. They have a little different approach. Right. Right. And then you have like the pioneers who are well in the industry. Now, among all these three segments, you have to put your product and say, what is that one thing that our product does better than all of them? Mm. because that is going to be your selling factor mm. like specifically when we talk about this in b2c space because people have options all yeah. around them yeah and people have lost patience right? our level of patience and tolerance has gone down if you yeah. don't like someone something you uninstall it you move on to another app yeah you don't like flipkart you jump to amazon you don't like uh, Amazon fashion, you jump to Mantra, Ajio. Like there's so many options in the market. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that's where like in B2C space, that's the thing. In B2B space, it's slightly different because the products that are made is purchased by some business. Mm. 
right? There's the business is making decision that, hey, we are purchasing this product and they are going to make their employees use it. Yes. Right. But there also we have to understand, yes, business has made the decision of purchasing product. But if the employee is not using it over a period of time or they mm -hmm. feel it is hampering their work, they will go back to business and say that, boss, this is not working. I'm going to use my own, you know, classic yeah. tools that I was using earlier. Yeah. And then the business will say, hey, I am not going to subscribe to your product anymore. So mm -hmm. there's like this annual revenue and, uh, you know, monthly revenue. These are the numbers that matter to products. Mm -hmm. right? And as a designer, we need to understand that. Right. Right. Like if you take, for example, uh, TikTok. TikTok is a classic example of, you know, the application itself went like viral so much. Why? Because the moment you open the app, it starts showing you the video. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the whole psychology of aspect there is that TikTok wanted to make sure like, see, at that point of time, I don't know if you remember Vines, which yeah. was like way yeah. ahead of its age. Yeah, I know. I think the timing was not <laughs> true for it. Right? Like people were not ready at that point of yeah. time. There was not so much, you know, digital penetration is what we call that people wines was like this app where you could make like 10 second videos yeah and post it and it was a rave like people were right. using it for a while but then it shut down yeah and that's when you know like uh these small videos came in and tiktok yeah. realizing the potential which has in the current market mm. they took it forward right like reels yeah instagram has become the hub but then we all know where it originally like, adopted from yeah they adopted from it yeah like yeah like stories adopted from snapchat yeah right snapchat was fun now stories are everywhere at yeah. one of one point of time stories were in linkedin as well exactly but then they realized that feature is not working or it's not yeah. for consumed them. enough yeah it's right? not for so them. They, they're like okay let's drop it and yeah. they drop it so when we do competitor analysis, mm. we need to, this is what gives us the picture. When you look at social media, Instagram, mm. TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, all of these, yes. they have certain base pattern set, which is stories feed. Mm. So if you are planning to make a social media app, you need to have those because those are the most basic things people expect. Yeah. Right. And this is one of the best example I like to like. Are you a foodie? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Food, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's say you went abroad, you went to a hotel, you saw the menu. Hmm. On the menu, you saw some Indian dish. What will you order? Uh, I would want to order Indian dish, yes, because I have done that. But But the whole reason. Why you ordered that is? Because I'm familiar with it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where that's where the yeah. whole when we say people move more towards familiarity. Yeah. Which they know that okay, this is the same thing. Okay, this is better. Yeah, exactly. Where in the product also comes in. So when we do competitor analysis, mm. we need to understand okay, what is the most common factor? What mm. are the things people are used to using and they expect it to be there? Right. So like share. Can we can we put a few things here? Like for example, yeah. 
you you said the familiarity you know aspect of it so are there a few things that you can mention that they can check for so as i said so when we look across competitors we have to first look at what are the most common features mm. all of them have right right if it's in the case of upi payments mm. the payment itself is the common feature right right you take cred you take google pay you take paytm right can and pay or add phone number and pay what are the different ways you can do paytm a payment is right thing. but the core, core functionality is there has to be a payment trigger right so you can't make a payment app without having that yeah 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 right right and after that you have to understand okay if google is doing the whole upi payment flow it's a two step or three step where mm. you know slightly they have added in different different features paytm is two steps mm. cred is three steps or you know why is it that mm. why this has two steps three steps we need to understand that right because in certain way google would have done it for a security reason specifically mm. when we talk about you know in fintech wherever mm. uh, people say that in ux you need to have less clicks and the lesser the click the better mm. yes and no as well yeah reason being there's there's something called as friction we need to have it because people need to confirm things yeah right like if i don't know if you remember like i think two years back mm -hmm. was it citibank or i think citibank there was a huge transaction mishap yeah yeah i think city city bank right like I they had city, a like, yeah. huge financial because it was the system they were using was age old and there was some issue with the way the person understood like it's not the person's fault hmm. you always have to remember it's not that user's fault it's yeah. the, way the application is designed yeah yeah right True. user is there to use it they have their own sense of things hmm right you are not there to teach and like we'll say hey you know when i give phone to my mom or nine mom and i expect them to be as proficient no i can't yeah like like today also when uh, with mom like the way i instruct my mom to use an application is i tell her about you see that icon with that color yeah if you press it this will happen yeah so she remembers it that way she can't read like she doesn't know english as much right right so she, she is like okay i know this icon will do a video call i know this icon will switch yeah. the button like yeah right so i have to explain her in a way that she understands yeah right it's not her fault it is yeah. the way the technology is exactly and that's where like you know when we analyze all these applications we also come into one more bias into a picture in this mm. whole ux is mm. we always design for people who are of our level or higher than us yeah. that's that's the hard like hard truth i would say yeah i cannot agree more <laughs> of this i cannot agree more <laughs> of this see why because why because see that is i now i'm relating it to design entries exams because they are so good at paper setting i'm I mean, every time I see the question paper, I'm amazed by it because they take these bigger challenges that are happening right now and then they'll make questions 
which are relatable to the students, but again, testing the same thing. They'll ask students to make a poster for the farmers in UP. It's basically that. I mean, you have to go down and think like them because you're designing for them. It's not some, you know, uh, a, a, a geek or a, you know, you're a tech savvy, not a geek, but a tech savvy person. Right, so it's I, I totally I cannot agree more to this statement. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tell you one fun experience. Like this is one of the projects we were working on. Huh. So competitor analysis will wrap it up. We'll say that you know huh. it's more of you understand. Yeah. What is the basic thing? What are the most common patterns? How they are doing? Mm. And then you need to figure out how you can bring your products USP up. Right. So that it shines above all of them. Right. Right. And that's how you right. get noticed in the market. Right. Right. And that's main from a design perspective, you need to understand on computer mm. analysis. Now comes the part of, you know, user research. Like that's yeah. like a big topic. Right. And the examples I spoke about will come into this. Right. So there are two aspects, right. When we spoke about there's something called as uh, ethnographic research, yes. which is part of social studies which is part of psychology, mm. right? So what ethnographic research is, it's a, uh, you know, quantitative, uh, mm. not quantitative, actually, it's a qualitative mm. technique mm. of researching society at a scale. It's not on one person. Right. They take one person, they look at similar and they look at the whole society. So it's at a much broader level. And there's right. more, uh, like, uh, like, as I said, I was listening to this book, right? The Lost Focus. Mm. In that, uh, the writer talks about, you know, how they have looked at the impact of focus getting declined at a society level, huh. because the whole system is driven by that. Right. Why people are like a person who has written book on willpower themselves can't move them, uh, them away from cell phone, mm. the way that is right. So it's at mm. a society level. So there's like lot more, you know, from a psychological and mm. environmental factors. So you study in ethnographic research, you study all this, mm. right? There's a lot more details. Like you can, people can Google and check it out. Yeah. yeah. But when we talk about user research, mm. the whole reason we do user research is because we need to understand who is going to use our product. Yeah. Right. And one of the examples I like to give is, uh, I don't know, do you know in Japan, like there's a story of Japan, how coffee was not native to Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, so after the world war, when, you know, the international brands like were coming in, they saw that they opened coffee shop, but people were not consuming mm. it because it was not hit. Because at that point of time, mm. People age, they are used to tea. That is their cultural thing. So what these brands did, they launched coffee flavored candies and chocolates. Yeah, yeah. Which kids started consuming. So they slowly introduced coffee into the diet. And over a period of like 10 years, 15 years, yeah. these kids became the coffee yeah. lovers. Penetration. Talk about penetration. Yeah. <laughs> 
right so yeah. it's like when you do ethnographic research this is what you look at and yeah. even in user experience like user research we don't look at such a grander level but we and we try to understand who it is where are they using why are they using hmm. right and what kind of product are we going to offer to them hmm. right see if you look at games right game is also experience design and i would say games have always been you know the most forward in designing addictive things because they make people come back to it there's yeah. nothing like as much people are gaining there's just a satisfaction mm. yeah nowadays people are making money out of games that's a different aspect <laughs> yeah. like we have come a long way yeah but games have that mechanism the whole gamification factors make people come back to the product mm. right and that's one thing now how do a company like cred if you see cred has you know crack the code for gamification like i remember when they had launched it was more of a, just a credit card payment right but they spent quite a amount of time in redefining the whole gamification of the platform and you will see like you know they have just gone beyond uh their just a credit card payment they have like upi now they have like yeah. rewards and they have like yeah. even you can take like uh loans from there yeah. like these micro loans available that is quick and thirty you need to understand that they understood that there's something that people want mm. they wanted to be more than a bill payment specifically credit card bill payment app mm. see they didn't go and compete with google or they didn't go and compete with uh, you know yeah. paytm and all yeah they said we will focus on credit card and because the audience that we use like people hmm. who will use cred at that point of time is who owns a credit card or else for others it's doesn't make sense hmm. right earlier you could only sign up when you have a credit card or else there's nothing for you to do on it yeah but now they have added like their stores and reward function where you earn coins you spend hmm. those coins on you know playing some games yeah. and that loop keeps on going yeah right so user research comes into play there like i'll mm. give you one example mm. so this is one of the examples like uh, one of my mentor wendy johansson she's a you know um, is a us based founder and a designer like she's brilliant mm -hmm. so just before covid right so she started her uh, they started a product called me salute which is a application to help you know the spanish speaking population connect with spanish speaking doctors because we know like during covid there was so much chaos mm. right and getting people to understand and you know on the medication part that was difficult and one of the challenges she has like she has spoken like in her talks also she has spoken about this is when they launched like when they were creating application they were taking user interviews and they were taking user interviews on these platforms like you know user testing all these platforms are available but after few interviews they just realized that hey we are talking to people who are already familiar with technology they know that mm. there's a website like this yeah. they are able to come and sign up and you know appear for the interview with air airpods and right. they have a laptop they have like they are familiar with this but what about people who 
don't even know their email or phone number they just right. have a phone for communication purpose yeah. and these are the people who are actually suffering on the ground level yeah or who actually need the medication and consultation true right so her team went to local shops hmm like local marketplaces they put up a stall hmm and they had like some t-shirts and all this system they spoke to people then they showed them okay what is possible because these are the people see for you and me signing up a platform is one click we yeah. are so used to it okay connect my google connect my facebook yeah the parents don't know yeah right they are not so familiar with it so we need to understand this is where the understanding comes in mm we as designer come with a bias and we assume right that, okay my user will do this yeah but we have to understand that our assumption might be mm. wrong because that assumption is based on some fact which we have experienced mm true right like when i don't know like i haven't seen a lot of user testing session but if you mm. see user testing sessions it's very fun to see because as a designer you know oh i have designed the best thing yeah but as a so, user they don't care they are there to perform some task mm. they need something or they want they are looking for something are they able to achieve it or not they mm. will click around if they are not they will move on yeah right and this is similar thing that happened in one of my projects that i was leading that we were working with a fintech mm. and we were interviewing users so the thing is getting users for interviews is one very difficult it's not just the early designers who face it yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a challenging task right and yeah. one of the things that we did was uh, difficult was we interviewed people who were like in and around it industry itself like someone who is comfortable with you know laptop technology they know so they could use this app but then our client said hey you know our target market is on the go like the shops and all hmm why haven't you interviewed them right why are you not talking to them what is how do do how do we understand and that's where you know it clicks that why hmm. are we not doing it because we are also comfortable with certain aspect and getting out of that comfort zone is a very like a push thing right yeah so user research yeah there are so many techniques like qualitative gives you the facts mm. quantitative just gives you a data see yeah. it's yes it helps you understand that okay in hyderabad gachiboli region i have 1000 users out of those 1000 users only 100 users like 1000 users who have installed my application out mm. of that only 100 people are using it right right it's just giving me a number but i need to understand why are only those 100 people using and why are the 900 other people not using it hmm there's both the things we need to understand yeah then we can decide okay what is the solution how can we take this 100 people to full 1000 and how can we grow base audience from 1000 to 10000 hmm right see as a designer whenever we design things we also have to consider you are not just designing screens you are designing growth for a company yeah oh wow this is a really good line <laughs> this is a really good line like and that's that's what divami's motto has been for like we are defining that we design we are helping companies grow 
So whatever design decisions you make has an impact. It has a long-term impact. So True. just because you like it, you know, you put it. Yeah. It's okay. But as a designer, you need to get into depth of things. Mm. Surface level, anyone can talk. Like, you know, one of my things when I speak to all the students is people come from different backgrounds. So some come from college, some come from, you know, they are in a career, in some career they want to switch. Some people are taking boot camps or Google courses. The whole thing I tell them is, see, doesn't matter what path you take. You need to understand these short-term things are just introduction. Yeah. They are not everything UX is or UI is. Yeah. Right? UI designers need to spend a lot of time refining their craft. Absolutely. Right? Like they need to understand like even in UI, there are specializations. Some people specialize in B2C, some special specialize in like just the illustrations aspect of product itself. Yeah. Right, yeah. not even UI screens. They will focus on the illustration, which will go along with the product. Yeah. Some people will specialize in, you know, micro interactions. Yeah. Right. But whatever they are taught in institutes or Google, it's at a surface level. Mm. It's not the whole whole and soul of what industry is. Every company has a different approach. Mm. And one of the challenges with these quick courses is that. Yeah, they see they are there to get people going and you know learn things and get them into market, right? Mm, but true, it's not always with the depth of understanding, right? Right, like when people say that you know experience mm. matters. The whole thing people talk about is why experience is required because experienced people have failed more times than you. Yeah. Right? Like they yeah. know that what is right and what is wrong. Absolutely. What will work? See, more than right or wrong, they know what works and what doesn't. Mm. Right? So when when people, when I see, you know, portfolios that talk about, hey, you know, I'm a designer who has done a course from Google, this, 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 and I create like application for users, user-centered application. I'm like, yes, you are a fresher. I understand. But you also need to understand you have just done a six months course on your pace sitting at your home. Yeah. You might not have stepped out and, you know, done. Yeah. Actually, like went on the field, like someone who's sitting and doing a ticket booking application, because these are the problems. Like yeah. I can recognize a portfolio where it is from. Is it from a college student? Is it from Google or is it from some of the institutes? Because yeah. the way they frame it, right? It's mm. standard. Like you have seen so much that you'd recognize yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But if someone is doing a ticket booking application, I'm like, why is it that someone should actually use your ticket booking application and not book my show? Mm. What is it that you are giving me specifically? Right. And book my shows has everything for me. Why should yeah. I even switch? Yeah. Because when people like students consider that, okay, let me design, they have a mindset that it's an assignment. Yeah. But I say, no, why you take it as an assignment? Why don't you think that this can be an actual product? Hmm. Why can't you think in a way that you are actually de developing this product to launch in the market? Yeah. 
because when you take it as an assignment it's like ha huh, it's kind of okay whatever way it turns out is well and good i'll present it in some way but if you actually consider it like competing in the market space you need to be more serious about it you need to get more depth on each decision you make that's a very interesting way to look at it actually and like yeah someone is making a travel app i ask okay because they got the prompt yes you got the prompt but you need to understand the prompt is in a way that helps like it's one size fits all mm. right it's for a larger group so you are making your application whatever you know you will be imagine in a institute in a batch in one single batch there are 20 30 students graduating yeah, yeah. every 3 months Mm. a batch graduates similarly in that institute mm. there are five batches so every three months you have 120 150 people coming out from one institute yeah then you have like hundreds of like i think lot of these small small institutes that are there in market mm -hmm. so you have thousands and then you have college graduates you know design courses all these things done then mm -hmm. google course done so there are lakhs of people entering the market every day yeah now how do you design a product or how do you design your portfolio that stands above all this yeah it doesn't have to be something fancy it doesn't have to be something like you have to do very grand no you have to understand like when we i know i'm just derailing from user research No, but, but this is a, yeah, this is very yeah. important yeah this is something that these people are not focusing on is you can apply ux methods for your job search and portfolio as well right yeah why I'm, are you i'm not? smiling i'm smiling because <laughs> i i was telling you about the conversation before yeah we were talking about ux methodologies and design methodologies that can be applied two things like we that that we have tested like my friend has tested on matrimonial platforms yes <laughs> it is true see these methods right yeah. now we are just framing in context of okay screens and all exactly but there's lot more to them like you can exactly. utilize so when i talk to you know people who are like okay review my portfolio on adp mm -hmm. So I first ask them. First of all, tell me what kind of company do you want to work with? Mm. Because sure. you are the product. When you are doing a job search, when you are building the portfolio, you are the product. The company yeah. is the user. Yeah. So you need to understand what is the who is the user. Yeah. How should I appeal to them? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, this is this is gold. I mean, <laughs> this is this is the. funda the simplest funda that many of the students miss out when they are actually preparing their portfolios and one of the main things right people students or anyone who's shifting jobs and it just not design you can apply it to anywhere mm -hmm. see we are in a day and age where experience is everything right not yeah. just on a product perspective yeah now at a company level also that experience matters so you need to look at the culture the type of people the type of environment you will get in 
So first of all, we need to be self-aware that what is it that we want? Is it that we just want a job? Okay, randomly we go to some company. Hey, they hired me. Yeah, well and good. Like that, you can target like thousand companies out of that. You know, maybe 50 people will reply out of that. Even like you will get like five, 10 interviews lined up. That conversion funnel Hmm. is very tedious yeah because you are targeting a very broad spectrum right what if you make it very focused and very yeah. like niche to only a specific thing that you want and that you can work with yeah where you're relevant yeah right yeah right like see when they people talk about internships mm. right getting an internship they need to understand not all companies give internship. There's a reason why. Because when you hire someone for the first time, a fresher, it takes easily somewhere around a year, year and a half for them to be aligned with the company's process and be confident yeah. enough to actually, you know, do an independent project. Yeah. In three months, you will just learn that there's a lot of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Right, everything looks calm on the outside, but internally it's chaos because there's meeting, there's presentation, there's this mm -hmm. and that. Yeah. But there's a underlying process. So by the time you finish your three months, you would have just finished getting introduction to these processes and different sections. Yeah. You might have designed a few things here and there. Right. And that's where companies feel that, okay, you know what? These three months, four months, they came in, we invested our time, taught mm. them. Now they finished it, they went away. Yeah. What do we do about our yeah. time? Yeah. Right? See, it's not a, don't take it negatively. It's that you yeah. need to factor in that, right? Someone is spending time and money. Yeah. Right. For them, us uh, like putting their seniors to yeah. help you, that can, time can be utilized for a project. Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree with it because I'm currently there in that phase where I'm not hiring for my studio. I'm not hiring uh, people because right now I want somebody who can just come in and just start working right away. And I don't have the time and resources and the bandwidth and the mental space and the patience also to teach and then make them industry ready and then you know get them working on my projects it's it's not there <laughs> it's it's exactly as you said industry ready yeah and when we see these you know posts that says that you know we want a fresher with two years of experience well it's wrong on a company's aspect if you are saying yeah. two years it's not a fresher it's an experienced person yeah so please don't call it as a fresher so they're yeah. like these are the companies who might not you know know that what they exactly want hmm. right so they will post it somewhere but there are companies who are very precise that okay we just want people like at Diwami we would consider somewhere person with one to two years of experience as a junior designer. They are yeah. not fresher. They are junior designer. They have industry experience. They right. But with junior designers, the expectation is they understand the basic theories. Mm. Right? What is user research? They have understand basics of it. Yeah. Mm. They how we do it at our company, 
they might need to learn that but when we tell them that hey this is the thing they have that basic concept like their foundation hmm. is there hmm. right we don't need True. to spend like on a fresher if we spend like you know let's say 6 months on a hmm. junior designer we might need to spend like one two months max to get them going on projects hmm right that is True. the expectation because True. the faster they get into the process the faster they understand it the better it's for them and the company hmm true yeah absolutely right absolutely and that's where like you need to understand when you do job search you need to be very critical about hmm. which type of company is it a product company is it a agency hmm. is it a startup is it a mid level is it like a mnc because hmm. each section has different things to offer right and where do you like say we see like lot of fanciness oh we get like these incentives we get this uh, you know amazing travels and everything yes yeah. all is good and all but work wise what is there yeah. something that is going to help you grow yeah i will share one example from my personal experience so i had an intern mm-hmm. uh won't mention the name but that person stayed for uh good 9 8 9 months with us and from a non design background why we took that intern in was the attitude right amazing attitude eager to learn and so much that person has done already to know about design it was really impressive so after working in the studio after being in the studio for 9 months that person learned a few things right then what happens uh another opportunity comes in where that person is the only designer in that startup starts feeling that okay this is an opportunity right that i can be the only designer in that company right and they're building some application and i can be a part of it and i will be designing this and that person discussed it openly but then took that role against my suggestion which is fine it's to, like they're entitled everyone's to do, yeah everyone's yeah. decision but the judgment of what to take and what not to take expectations and you know uh what do you want to do right so what kind of experience is required to take on i mean imagine being in a posi- in being in a place where you don't have anybody who's guiding you as a designer in the initial stages of your career i see this is just my uh, example and i have known from my friends who were you know in who own design businesses many of the people do that do this mistake because you know fancy things like oh i'm i'm going to be the only designer there this will be so cool so i'll tell you this is like you know on a learner license you are participating in a f1 race <laughs> <laughs> so true i mean i mean you put it so well <laughs> i like see like yeah that, and that's one thing see 
the whole thing people don't understand is hmm. as we said right startup mid size and bigger companies yeah depending on which section you're going the things you will do is much different hmm. like you will still do design yeah right like let's say if you go for a mnc you are specialized in a particular aspect they will put you in a team with the specific role and you will be doing that mm. right in a mid size company you will have some senior around you and you will be doing maybe one or two things extra other than your core job yeah in a startup you might be the only person or the second or third like maximum that right you will be putting on multiple hats yeah right you will be juggling between things so now the pressure each one has i won't say it's the same but it's similar because mm. well performance wise they each have to prove in certain aspect yeah but if someone makes a mistake at mnc or a mid size there are seniors who are there to guide saying that hey you know yeah. this is wrong don't do it we will change it or we'll change interaction yeah or a startup yeah who like you need to understand startup people are the most driven people because you know they just want to create an idea like create something and add value to the market right with their mm. idea they want to disrupt it true their livelihood depends on whatever you design mm. are you do you have enough courage to take that responsibility exactly right people see people also do this right people they are like okay you know google has done this pattern let me copy it and let me use it in my product yeah. same case i'll tell google can afford to make a mistake yeah right, right. they right. have hundreds of design teams they have hundreds of engineers they do a like they introduce something it doesn't work yeah. they change it they revert it back they have yeah. Yeah. you might not have that yeah right so being a founding designer is very good mm. but it also comes with a lot of responsibility because since you are the sole designer the yeah. team is expecting you to live up to a certain level right so once they have hired you mm. they have you know given you the opportunity and the responsibility that you take it it is your commitment to provide it right so you will have to slog off extra and research and something it becomes utter chaos lot of stress yeah but it is also fun see there are it all also depends on people right yeah. someone who's willing to learn and you know grow out of it it's also good yes definitely but but i would say it comes with a lot of trial and error yeah right like something which you know you and me like i think you are more experienced because you've been running business <laughs> no, no, you no, know no. more on the <laughs> no i will say i'll be frank because on a design side on a, a design level i can do something and i'll be like okay i might have little more experience than you are in this domain but when it comes to business decision making you will mm. have more experience because mm. you are running a business i'm not mm. running a business mm-hmm. i don't have that you know back of my head that hey i have to pay my rent this month yeah. i have to pay salaries this month yeah 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 right and yeah that's where this whole sense comes in hmm. so getting any job role it's very critical to understand how much you are going to impact yeah yeah right the job role might be fancy hmm. right you took up this role well and good 
but mm. is it something that you know you will be doing for a long time or mm. you will feel that are you going in the right direction because i have seen a lot of people who are the only designers yeah even they are experienced in some other field they switch to ux they are the only designer they are managing somehow but yeah. then they feel that you know what we need to go to some place where we get some guidance yeah yeah that yeah. having a experience matters because i'll tell you like i switched my careers after 8 years in motion and advertising when i came to divami i didn't have any ux experience mm. right i just have basic maybe little bit theory understand but what helped me is my company's experience my you know my manager rakesh my uh, uh, you know our cdo pratima they have been in the industry for tens of years right so they guided me in a way yeah that i make the best out of like i learn also like you know there have been cases where yes i get bashed for making mistakes and you know silly mistakes also and still i make it there's no end to it yeah but you know they took their experience their understanding and they mm. made sure it is applied to me in a certain way that helps me grow right right because they are looking at you know training me to be a senior level to manage the teams so they are imparting that experience mm. and that's where being around experienced folks helps is because well it reduces your time of growth i would say oh yes absolutely absolutely i think uh that's one of the reason one of the questions whenever i uh, meet uh, people i think we did not have a long enough conversation that day but uh, uh, usually i do ask people whenever i meet someone in any fields any field that i want to venture into i want to understand more about then i'll just ask them tell me a few things that would save me time you know because you failed you you've been through that journey so tell me that one mistake that you realized ki 6 mahine pehle are yaar ye karna tha la mujhe and and you know, i'll tell you this is the whole reason i got into mentorship reason hmm. being hmm. when i started my career or college or you know bachelors we didn't have these platforms exactly so yeah. i don't want someone to repeat the same mistakes i did hmm i'm like okay if my experience can help someone save their time and money yeah why not i can why give not? it like like my half an hour of blabbering can help someone define their life right like <laughs> see whoever is listening to us talking for 2 hours <laughs> the whole reason you are doing this podcast is because we all have gone through so much yeah and someone doesn't need to go through so much exactly they can learn from what we have gone through it might not you know we are not selling you do exactly what we did no exactly it's yeah. not we are here for we are not here to tell them this do this do that no we are just telling our story if that story resonates with you hmm. if you feel you are in a situation where our experience can help you get out of then hmm. our job is done yeah absolutely i totally relate to this and this is one of the reasons i also started teaching Uh, i had a tough transition from engineering to design very tough transition lot of uh, dimag kharab karna pada hai 
<laughs> so i thought i should you know have these conversations where people can understand ki ha aisa ho sakta hai you know that these things are possible because i did not have anybody to tell me that then so i totally resonate with you there uh, for sure now uh, we've we've talked about quite quite a lot of things like here actually we we've started with the process and we've uh, then started talking about jobs uh, <laughs> yeah portfolios and jobs and internships and what to look for in a job and what when to you know which job to take and a lot of things actually.